0: Good morning welcome to the daily podcast my name is Chris McDaniel the senior pastor here at Trinity and we're gonna read uh, actually from Matthew 18 and then pray and spend just a little bit of time trying to hear Jesus through a story that he tells about forgiveness verse 21 then Peter came to him and said Lord if another member of the church sins against me how often should I forgive as many as seven times Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but I tell you seventy-seven times. For this reason the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him, and as he could not pay, his lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I'll pay you everything out of pity for him. The Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii, seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then this fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I'll pay you. But he refused and then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then this Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, I just ask you to help us to hear Jesus. Um, Help us to, to... look at you and grow Uh, lord i pray that you would help us to do this very important work of learning to forgive from our hearts lord when we feel triggered or angry in jesus name amen so it's very important for us to hear that this text begins with a question peter says lord if another member of my church of the body of christ sins against me how often should i forgive and jesus essentially says uh over and over and over again. When he says 77 or 70 times seven, he's not saying, hey, when you get to the 78th time, you're good to go. Jesus is essentially here raising the stakes when it comes to forgiveness. He's saying, forgive until the offense is healed. We must have clarity around terms if we're to know what a passage like this even means. Forgiveness means to cancel a debt that is owed. Regardless of whether the debt is big or small, the idea is the same. To forgive is a legal term. It means to cancel the debt. So Jesus makes this very clear in the story that he tells. He says we're to cancel debts, uh, big ones and little ones. But I want you to notice that the canceling of a debt does not necessarily mean lending to the same person again and again after the debt is count canceled there's a lot of forgiveness there's a difference between forgiveness and trusting there's a lot of forgiveness that needs to happen but trust is a whole nother thing uh, forgiveness means i canceled the debt because you cannot pay me back trust and healing means we've walked through a process where trust has been restored those are not synonymous with one another and that's really really important for us to see in here let's look at the characters in this story and then try to walk through it so God is the master the person who owes a large debt that's you and me the person who owes a small debt would be anyone who owes you anything so thinking of it that way let's talk about this you're going to receive the most benefit from our meditation today if you can see three things if we, number one, if we will receive this story as being primarily directed at us instead of someone else, we will grow, we'll benefit greatly. If you're tempted to think about people who really need to hear this lesson, make a choice now to put that out of your mind. Think of yourself as the audience. God desires that you would hear him first. Number two, we do not need to be distracted by dramatic language, dragging people to jail, torture. That kind of striking language in the New Testament was meant to get your attention, to communicate clarity and urgency about what God was trying to to, to share. Jesus is using striking language to make a point, a point that's intended for our good. And it's this, forgiveness matters, and it must begin with you. Also, it really hurts you when you don't forgive others. Number three, Judgment is a reality. Essentially, the end of this story reminds us that if we live by the sword, we're going to die by the sword. And that's not because God is cruel. If we see ourselves as being worthy of forgiveness and yet demand forgiveness from uh, payment from others, i.e. we don't forgive others, we're exposing ourselves to God's scrutiny. So let's look at the story itself just for a few moments. So the master is looking to settle accounts with his servants. Um, Debts have to either be paid or forgiven. And we, we need to remember that the whole point of this story that Jesus is telling is to illustrate forgiveness. Jesus is saying, My instinct is to forgive debt. That's how God looks to settle debts. He wants to forgive debts. So now we encounter a servant, and this guy owes a lot of money. I actually, the the amount of money that he owes is, is actually absurd. It's like way beyond saying he owned, um, owed a million bucks. It's so much larger. Um, it's, a, it's a fantastic number, like a number that doesn't even really make any sense. The point Jesus is making here is this guy cannot pay it. And I think that's the point that he wants to make with regard to our sin. We cannot pay it. We cannot make it right. So the servant asks for mercy and the master um has pity on him. Compassion. His instinct is to forgive the debt. That's how he wanted to settle anyway. So now the guy goes out and he encounters someone who owes him a hundred denarii. Now, this is not even close to the same amount that the guy had been forgiven, but it's also not a small debt. It's not like nothing. It's not like 50 cents or five bucks. A hundred denarii would be essentially a hundred days wages. So it would be like somebody owing you, you know, 30% of your annual income or whatever that would be. It's a lot of money. It's not what he was forgiven, but it's not nothing. So why would this fella receive forgiveness uh, and then go out and demand payment on a lesser amount? I think the answer to that question gets at the heart of our own struggle in the arena of forgiveness. The, The servant's inconsistency has everything to do with his perception that there are some debts that ought to be paid because they can be paid. And I think that's where a lot of us get tripped up when it comes to working through forgiveness in our own life with people. If you can make it right, you should make it right, we believe. And sometimes we feel like we can hold it over people when uh, we feel like they probably could make it right to us. To be very clear, Jesus is attempting to get us to see our sin as a forgiven debt in order to transform our view of the debts owed to us. Now, you have to hear what I said a few minutes ago. There's not forgiving and excusing are not the same thing. Uh, forgiveness doesn't mean it wasn't a big deal. Forgiveness really means you you can't make this right. That's why I think I marvel. like it, it means the pain is so big, the debt is so big that you can't pay it back. That's why I think the reality of people who are forgiving when massive injustice, when racial violence or systematic inequality or a wrongful incarceration when when someone who is forgiven and chosen to cancel the debt of someone who's deeply betrayed or injured them it's why it's such a sign of god's kingdom because they're really saying god's the only one that can make me whole you can't make me whole so i'm going to turn away from you and turn toward god and i believe the lord wants us to be the kinds of people who recognize That if we can get a revelation of the fact that God has canceled a huge debt in us, it will then liberate us to begin to cancel the lesser debts that are owed to us. And if we can cancel the lesser debts, I think it opens us up to even begin to forgive on the really big things. The Lord is actually, I think, inviting us to open up our hearts, to ask for forgiveness so that we might receive it. And I'll say to you that when you ask for forgiveness, um, especially like I was saying on Wednesday, when we stand in the gap and we intercede and we, we repent on behalf of the wider story, sometimes we're not going to hear, uh, I forgive you back. And frankly, that outcome's not up to you. God's instinct is to forgive, but it takes a long time. It's a lot more complicated when we learn to forgive each other and ask for forgiveness. But the thing that's within your power is to own your faults, both your personal faults and the faults of the systems to which we belong and ask for forgiveness and healing and, frankly, hope for a better future, a better tomorrow. I believe the Lord is saying, look to your own part and trust me with the rest. I think that's the thing he's asking us all to do. And frankly, I think that's at the very heart of the gospel. So may God give you grace to look at your own life and ask him for grace and forgiveness and then begin to ask others for forgiveness where we must. God bless you. Go in peace. Amen.